Chapter Twenty of A Retrospect. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Retrospect by J. Hudson Taylor. Chapter Twenty. The Mission in eighteen ninety four. The events sketched in the last two chapters have been more fully delineated by Miss Guinness in her interesting Story of the China Inland Mission, which continues its history to the present date. It is indeed a record of the goodness of God, every remembrance of which calls for gratitude and praise. We can only here briefly mention a few facts, referring our readers to Miss Guinness's work for all the details. After a voyage of many mercies, the Lammermoor party safely reached China, and during the first ten years stations and outstations were opened in many cities and towns in four provinces which hitherto had been unreached by the gospel. At home Mr. and Mrs. Berger continued their devoted service until March 19, 1872, I having returned to England the year before. Shortly after this the London Council was formed, which has now for several years been assisted by an auxiliary council of ladies. A Scotch Council was also formed in Glasgow a few years ago. A visit to America in 1888 issued in the formation of the Council for North America, and a similar Council for Australia was commenced in Melbourne two years later. In the field a China Council was organized in 1886, composed of senior missionaries who meet quarterly in Shanghai. Closely associated with the CIM are seven committees, in England, Norway, Sweden, too, Finland, Germany, and the United States, which send out and support their own missionaries, who in China have the assistance of the educational and other advantages of the CIM, and who work under its direction. The staff of the mission, in May 1893, consisted of 552 missionaries, including wives and associates. There were also 326 native helpers, 95 of whom were unpaid, working as pastors, evangelists, teachers, co-porters, Bible women, etc., and in 14 different provinces. Duly qualified candidates for missionary labor are accepted without restriction as to denomination, provided they are sound in the faith in all fundamental truths. These go out in dependence upon God for temporal supplies, with the clear understanding that the officers of the mission do not guarantee any income whatever, and knowing that as they will not go into debt, they can only minister to them as the funds sent in from time to time will allow. But we praise God that during the past twenty-eight years such ministry has always been possible. Our God has supplied all our need, and has withheld no good thing. All the expenses of the mission at home and abroad are met by voluntary contributions sent to the offices of the mission without personal solicitation by those who wish to aid in this effort to spread the knowledge of the gospel throughout China. The income for the year 1892 was about £34,000 from all sources, Great Britain, the continent of Europe, North America, Australasia, China, etc., some of the missionaries having private property have gone out at their own expense and do not take anything from the mission funds stations have been opened in ten of the eleven provinces which were previously without protestant missionaries from one of these however we have had to retire the eleventh province has been visited several times and it is hoped that in it permanent work may soon be begun 
More than 200 stations and outstations have been opened in 14 of the 18 provinces, in all of which stations either missionaries or native laborers are resident. Over 6,000 converts have been baptized from the commencement, some 4,000 of whom are now living and in fellowship. THE MISSION IN 1902 the year, 1894, in which the first edition of A Retrospect appeared, was marked by the erection of large and commodious premises for the work of the mission, and early in the following year the houses in Pearland Road, which had so long formed the home of the mission in England, were vacated, and Newington Green, London, North, became the address of the mission offices and home. From that date until the Boxer outbreak of 1900, the mission made steady progress, the development of the work in China being accompanied by corresponding developments in the home departments of the mission in England, America, and Australasia. In January 1900, before the Boxer outbreak, there were in connection with the mission 811 missionaries, including wives and associates, 171 stations, 223 outstations, 387 chapels, 581 paid native helpers, 193 unpaid native helpers, 8,557 communicants in fellowship, 12,964 having been baptized from the commencement. There were 266 organized churches, 788 boarding scholars, 1,382 day scholars, 6 hospitals, 18 dispensaries, and 46 opium refuges. During the terrible year of 1900, when no fewer than 135 missionaries and 53 missionaries' children and many thousands of Chinese Christians were cruelly murdered, the China Inland Mission lost 58 missionaries and 21 children. The records of these unparalleled times of suffering have been told in Martyred Missionaries of the China Inland Mission and in Last Letters, both of which books will be found advertised at the end of this volume. Apart from loss of life, there was an immense amount of mission property destroyed, and the missionaries were compelled to retire from their stations in most parts of China. The doors closed by this outbreak have all been reopened in the goodness of God. In those districts which suffered most from the massacres, the work has largely been one of reorganization. But throughout China, generally, there has been a spirit of awakening and a time of enlarged opportunity, which is a loud call for more men and women to volunteer, to step into the gaps, and fill the places of those who have fallen. Among recent developments, we would specially mention the opening of a new home center at Philadelphia, USA. The total income of the mission for 1901 was 53,633 pounds, equals $257,712, and the total received in England alone for 1902 was 51,446 pounds, equals $246,912. The total membership of the mission in June 1902 was 761. Current information about the progress of the work in China may be obtained from China's Millions, the organ of the mission. It is published monthly, and may be ordered through any booksellers from Messrs. Morgan and Scott, 12 Paternoster Buildings, E.C., for one shilling per year, or direct by post from the offices of the Mission, Newington Green, London, North, for one shilling, sixpence per annum. 
The Australasian edition of China's Millions may be ordered at the same price from M. L. Hutchinson, Little Collins Street, or from the Mission Offices, 267 Collins Street, Melbourne. The North American edition will be sent post-free from the Mission Offices, 507 Church Street, Toronto, for 50 cents per annum. Prayer meetings on behalf of the work in China are held at the principal home centers of the mission as follows. Every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock at Newington Green, London. Every Friday evening at 8 o'clock at 507 Church Street, Toronto. Every Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock in The Office, 267 Collins Street, Melbourne. A hearty invitation to attend any one of these meetings is given to anyone residing in or visiting any of these cities. Donations to the mission, applications from candidates, orders for literature, requests for deputation speakers, and other correspondence should be forwarded to The Secretary, China Inland Mission, Newington Green, London, North. The Home Director, China Inland Mission, 507 Church Street, Toronto, Canada, or 702 Witherspoon Buildings, Philadelphia, USA, or to the Secretary, China Inland Mission, 267 Collins Street, Melbourne, Australia. End of chapter 20. Recording by Hannah Mary. End of A Retrospect by J. Hudson Taylor.